You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take a 
listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission. To our ancestors, whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders, whose shadows we walk in, I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity. Everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future, we all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured this libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are slaves to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com, and Black Talk. RadioNetwork.com, and I am your host, Baba Oshi Hotep family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. It is hump day. So to help you get over that hump, hope you're listening and being inspired and being motivated to do all the things that you can do and should do and must do, but more importantly, will do. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m., to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific. Any other time around the world, but if you cannot listen to this program live, 
Just go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. Top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, we have a shortcut, babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, to whatever search engine you may use. And once again, programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. This program, once again, is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Also, too, on Thursdays, Mississippi on the Move, the Black Liberation Movement, the Geronimo Pratt Gun Club, Brother Lamumba. That's from 7 to 8 on Thursdays. 7 to 8 on Thursdays. On Friday and Sunday. Friday and Sunday on Friday at 8 p.m. Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And on Sunday at 7 p.m. Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturdays, the uh, Sankofa Elders Council. The Sankofa Elders Council with Dr. Janine. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. That's right. 215-490-9832. <laughs> we Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American and African-owned businesses. It's webuyblack.com. Get everything you need. From American African-owned businesses, it's webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans, Brother Mai Tayemba, ready to take a group of our people once again. This is the month of November. So November 16th, November 16th to November 16th to the 27th. I was trying to find it. November 16th to the 27th, going to Tanzania. Uh, December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azenia. March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. July 11th to July 23rd, Ghana. November 21st to December 2nd, 2024, Kemet, December 24th to January 4th, the same time dates. Azenia, once again, 2025. 24th of December to January 4th, 2025. Azenia. And then April 1st to April 11th to Senegal and Gambia. And of course, contact my good brother at Pamani Tahimba at 404-931-9429. 404-931-9429. If you want to see pictures, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated.org. Habasha. Of course, they had the uh, festival last month, and uh, these are the programs that they have. The 
Habesha Works Program, Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and Urban Green Jobs here, here in the Atlanta area, HabashaIncorporated.org. The LEDGE Group, LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. LEDGE, they deal in the four areas of human necessity, of human importance, of human survival. <laughs> Food, water, clothing, and shelter, you have to have that. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six different countries and over 170 employees and over 260 members, brothers and sisters, become a member of the LEDGE Group Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abiyah Tumi. No. Abiyah Tumi. Abiyah Tumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. The Ancestral and Spiritual Cultural Program coming up this Saturday. That's at 2 o'clock Ghanaian time. That'll be uh, 9 o'clock here in the East. It's five-hour difference. Five-hour difference. Yep, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, five-hour difference. The Bigger Heads Ancestry and Spiritual Culture Description. This presentation will focus on the place and role of ancestry in family life, as well as the cast of members of spiritual world in which they operate. The objective is to provide a grounded perspective which African family members can replicate in their daily lives for the intergenerational empowerment. Moses West Foundation, the Moses West Foundation providing clean, drinkable, usable water. The atmospheric water generating technology, the AWG, the AWG. Contact Brother Moses West. Become a donor. Become a consistent donor. You know, what he is doing is phenomenal. We need more. We need more m men and women to produce AWG. We don't know what's going to be happening. All we do, but we do know there is no shortage of water. The, the only problem is access to water. That's the problem. And we can solve that by building more AWGs and also to cleaning up the, the environment, cleaning up the water systems that Many of these major cities have. The infrastructure is so bad. So, contact the Moses West Foundation and the atmospheric water generator. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located in the West End here in Atlanta, on Ralph David Abernathy. Wadada's across the street from the Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. It has a delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and pastries and all kind of good stuff. They have vegan dishes on Saturday and Sunday. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Med the Medu Netcher, not the Medu Netcher, but the Medu Bookstore. Taken from the Medu Netcher. The Medu Netcher. Medu means writing. Netcher means gods. The writing of the gods. And Mama Nia at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, T-shirts, and so much more. Figurines, and you got it. Give her a call at 
346-3263-404-346-3263, the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore that we promote is in Lithonia, which is east of, of Atlanta. Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar, located uh, in Lithonia. Jump on I-20, go east. Exit number 74. Exit number 74. Make a left. Now you're headed north. And about a mile or so on the left will be the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. If you cross some railroad tracks, you've gone too far, okay? In fact, they're right by there, right by the railroad tracks. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. Give him a call. Give Brother Gazemia Jamil a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There is light in the black dot. Jump back on Main Street and head back the other way, which is south. Make another left. Now you're still headed east. The next exit is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. And uh, make a right. Three lights. Make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us. The economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Tomorrow is the tomorrow evening will be the uh, Thursday night broadcast. Every Thursday night at nine p.m. from nine to ten on Blog Talk Radio. That's BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash ULU, us lifting us. Name of the program is Dare to Win. The number to call is 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. Brother Abija. He's open Tuesdays through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Macon, Georgia. All right. Sun God Essential, one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Give my good sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti, Sister Gabrielle Rillia is doing just an outstanding job of working with our young people in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Remember, family, they get no support. They rely on brothers and sisters like me and you to give them something. If you can't, if you can just do it once a month or if you can just do it one time and whatever amount is greatly appreciated and you know it. Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. And uh, uh, Inia, Baba Baruti, they have a um, program coming up this week. And the power and practicality part of the uh, quarterly 
men's gathering, Power and Practicality, online lecture by Baba Baruti, this Saturday, November 4th, from noon to 2 p.m., from noon to 2 p.m. Of course, donation is $10 for warriors and $5 for warriors in training. And uh, you can pay the $10 through PayPal, yabruti at yahoo.com, or Cash App, dollar sign, ya, the letter M, Baruti. So it's whatever, how you want to pay it. And then, of course, put the pertinent information, power and practicality, your name, and your email address so they can send you the link. Okay, and of course, Mama Ya, her program is from 4 to 6 on Saturday, on the 4th, from 4 to 6, Embracing an African-Centered Womanhood, Part 2, African-Centered Womanhood. Same thing applies. The donation, your name, and uh, your email address so you can get the link. Okay? All right. And within a few weeks, uh, well, all I've got to say by, you know, from my perspective, <laughs> November 13th at Monday, Baba Baruti will be on. We'll have Baba Baruti on Monday the 13th. But November 18th, he does his Kebuka presentation, the 18th annual, Remembering the Middle Passage Through the Eyes of Our Ancestors. This is a serious presentation. Kibuka. K-E-B-U-K-A. Kibuka. You can... Um, $20 a family, 15 a couple, $10 for adults, and $5 for warriors in training. Include the pertinent information, Kibuka, K-E-B-U-K-A. Your name, your email address so you can send it, so you can receive the link. November 18th, Kibuka. Remembering Ma'afa through the eyes of our ancestors. All right. Let's uh let's deal with the Inya. The Inya Sasim. The Inya Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. You know, I I, I wanted to do a presentation today and uh I got it off of uh brother sent it to me and I thought I could ease it and, I, and I, I can't find it. Damn it. It was on the fact that Africa is the youngest population on the planet. Everybody else's population is growing old. We're the youngest population on the planet. And if Africa could gain control of its life gain control about how it should live and what it should do and how it should control everything we'd be in a dynamic position not a position where we would rule anybody that's not us we could have did that thousands of years ago but that's not us we just want to the security we just want to live our lives in the way that we want them to 
would, it would be dynamic, wouldn't it? And it could happen. The choice is ours. The choice is ours. We need to make the right choice, family. So I'll try to find that because, you know, the bottom line is, is that's a reality. Why did, not, did a lot of Africans die when the pandemic was raging? Because of our youthful population. And some of us didn't go along with what Western society was talking about. We went outside. We got vitamin D. We, we still did positive things. Okay, I know that. Because even Brother Bomani made trips when COVID was happening. They would mask up. But there were no issues. You know? So, anyway. The Enyasasim of Daily Revolutionary Thought we're going to talk about today is our children. We're going to talk about from um, Baba, Baba, Dr. Bobby Wright, Psychopathic Racial Personality, The Black Child, A Destiny in Jeopardy. The African Child, A Destiny in Jeopardy. We're going to read that and then discuss that because even in that other presentation, it was about the youthfulness and the multitudes of Africa. They'd say by uh, 2050, which is not very far from now, Africa will have over 2 billion people. 2 billion. And when you count the diaspora, (laughs) yeah. And if we had the diaspora in concert with the brothers and sisters on the continent, boy, oh boy, I'm telling you. Reading from the Inyasa Sim of Daily Revolutionary Thought, October 31st, a civilization that proves incapable of solving the problems it creates is a decadent civilization. A civilization that chooses to close its eyes to its most critical problems is a sickened civilization. A civilization that uses its principles for trickery and deceit is a dying similar civilization. In order to grasp the true meaning of this statement for revolutionaries, we have to know just what is meant by the term civilization. As Africans conscious, as Africans conscious of the importance of definitions for perceptions, we must employ the knowledge of our children's treatment in our definition of civilization. The state of civilization should not be measured by the amount or level of mechanical technology a society produces or accumulates. It has been said that whether a society is a civilization or not must be judged by the quality of the life of its women. This should be changed to its children. It has been said that whether the society is judged, it must be judged by the quality of life of its children. We say children because they are the most defenseless of all and dependent on adults for their well-being. 
The quality of their lives speaks to the character of the society developed by their parents. Therefore, using this definition, it, if significant numbers of society's children are starving, homeless, miseducated or diseducated, sexually violated, drugged, or otherwise intoxicated, obese, suicidal, incarcerated, and on death row, then that is not a true civilization. Obviously, people in love with the West who believe it is civilized are using the wrong indicators for measuring civilization. Affirmed, I have not misdefined this reality. Affirm, I have not misdefined. No, in no way. November 1st. The problem with the man is that he always gets half the story and then bungles it. Dates right back to the Greeks. Mm. <laughs> the Greeks. Tony K. Bambara. Europeans are the world's greatest imitators, as evident throughout history. Once they feel they have destroyed a people and cannot be stopped from debasing them, and taking from them whatever they want and claiming it has theirs. They usurp their victims' external characteristics, at least those which they do not interfere with their cultural asili imperatives. In doing so, in their twisted fantasies, they believe they become or rather possess those they imitate. However, because they are who they are, arrogant children without even a basic experience or the fundamental spiritual emotional development and content of those they seek to ingest and assimilate. They fail to realize that they only become who they mimic at a very, very superficial level. The very heart and soul is missing from their theft. A perfect example of this is found amongst those of them who imitate the drumming, the dancing, the attire, the hairstyles, and especially the spiritual systems, the rituals of traditional Africans. Inwardly, Europeans can be nothing more than what they are. For that matter, no one can become what they are not, no matter how convincing the imitation. I say, affirm, I am what I am, to the core. Affirm, I am what I am to the core. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sassim, a daily revolutionary thought. Yeah. You know, the reality of the situation is thus. All around this planet, Europeans, we look to them, sadly. We think that their system is a system of justice, of equity, of fairness, of righteousness. Still, a majority of our people think that, family. I know you don't. I, you sure in the hell know I don't. 
But that's a fact, sadly. And we need more and more and more of our people to begin to think independently, to begin to think in self-determined concepts, independence, self-determination, liberation, and to think sovereignty for African people that no one is going to do for us but us. We look at and seek nobody outside of who we are. That's what has to happen. That's, that's, that's an imperative. That's a must. But yet and still at this present time, we still look to their institutions. Now in the presentation which Bobby Wright wrote way back in the 70s to the early, early um, 80s, I was fortunate enough, and I think I mentioned this, to see Bobby Wright at the Wisconsin Black Political Convention that they had, the first event that they had at the just-built Hyatt Regency in Milwaukee. And uh, he was the keynote address that Saturday for that weekend conference and always been impressed with Dr. Bobby Wright. The black child, a destiny in jeopardy. The African child. So whatever black is, I substituted for African because that's what it is. African. Whether it's American African, British African, Caribbean African, whatever African it is. Africa's the noun. A noun describes a person, place, or thing. There's a word that goes in front of the African and that is the African that is being described. Ghanaian, Nigerian, Cameroonian, Azenian, Tanzanian, African. African child, a destiny in jeopardy. One of the most tragic, one of the most tragic beliefs widely shared by Africans throughout the world is that Caucasians controlled educational institutions, regardless of whether they are elementary schools or universities, will educate our children. That they will educate our children. If they're going to educate it, it won't be for our benefit. Because everything that the European does, everything that the Caucasian does, everything that the cracker does, that the that Urugu does, that the white man does, is for his benefit. It's for his benefit. But his his attitude of cons- uh, 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 universalism believes that because it's good for me, it's going to be good for you. Hmm. Faith continues to prevail in spite of overwhelming evidence which disputes disbelief. Africans continue to ignore the irrefutable truth that in a racist social system, all institutions will reflect, protect, 
and sustain values that are consistent with racism. This should not be considered surprising or profound since all institutions serve to perpetuate the social theory of the group which created them. Therefore, any social system established by Caucasians, the institutions will reflect racism. Likewise, European established institutions in African-controlled countries will continue to protect the welfare of Caucasians, even after Caucasians leave. For example, Africans in Zimbabwe accepted a constitution which gave a 4% Caucasian minority control of the judicial, military, and economic institutions in return for their agreeing to stay in the country. They also accepted, as a leader of the Caucasians, the former prime minister of the country, Ian Smith, man, what an asshole. Ian Smith, who was responsible for tens of thousands of African deaths and indescribable African suffering. Furthermore, even the patriotic front an indigenous liberation force accepted the condition that Britain would write the constitution for Zimbabwe. The behavior of Brother Mugabe of the Patriotic Front, a self-proclaimed Marxist, and Brother Njewe, a collaborist and Christian priest minister, reinforces the concept that Caucasian institutions always prepare Africans to protect Caucasian interests regardless of their political ideology. This is consistent with the theory of Brother Neely Fuller, author of the United Independent Compensatory Code System concept, as explained in the ISIS papers by Dr. Francis Cress Welsing in 1991. Fuller goes further to develop the concept that racism is not merely a pattern of individual or institutional practices, but is indeed a universally operating system of white supremacy, European, of European, Caucasian. <laughs> That's right. The rule and domination in which the effective my majority of the world's Caucasian population participate. He discounts as invalid theories which state that the evolution of economic systems has necessitated or produced this state of affairs. Instead, he turns such theories upside down by suggesting that the various economic systems such as capitalism, communism, and socialism have been devised, used, and refined in an effort to achieve a primordial goal of European domination. In other words, the goal of the system of European, Caucasian, extremism, extremism, racism, and privilege. That's, that's what I, uh, when I see white supremacy, that's what I put in. European, Caucasian, extreme, because they are extreme in their behavior and what they've done to people. Extremism, racism, because they're the ones who created race. Race is not a real concept family. It is not. There's no such thing as race. There are cultures. No such thing as race. 
Europeans devised the concept of race, giving themselves in a stratification, giving themselves the top position with everybody else in a lower position with us as dark-skinned people, melanated people, African people at the lowest position. You can see this to this very day. It was started by Johann Blumenbach and Carol Linnaeus in the 1600s. Not long, not long ago. This ain't some ancient stuff. No. So, in other words, the goal of the system of European Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege is not for anything other than establishment, maintenance, and expansion and refinement of world domination by the members of a group which classify themselves as Caucasian, European, white. What does the above discussion have to do with educating African children? Everything. Education is a political dynamic and for a people who have no social theory Reading, writing, and arithmetic should be much less important than what is written and read. Therefore, in order to liberate the minds of African children, African social theory must be developed. We must develop a social theory. There is is an African proverb which warns the traveler of life that if you don't know where you're going, then any road will get you there. Africans throughout the world don't know where they are going and have resolved to just take any road. What does what doesn't matter? What doesn't matter? A social theory determines the destiny of a people by establishing guidelines of life. It defines their relationship with other living things. It defines values and rituals, methods of education, how enemies are to be dealt with, etc., the ultimate achievement of an African social theory would be the recreation of African culture. I dealt with this in, uh, in Baba Baruti's uh, book, Identity, dealing with culture, what it is, how important it is. Got to do with that. It defines their relationship with other living things. It defines values and rituals, methods of education, how enemies are to be dealt with, etc. The ultimate achievement of an African social theory would be the recreation of an African culture. The eminent African scientist, Dr. Sheikh Anjou Jop, 1976, Dr. Jop, succinctly placed culture in its proper perspective by stating the following. I consider culture has a rampart which protects a people, a collectivity. Culture must, above all, play a protective role. It must ensure the cohesion of the group. Following this lines of thinking, the, the, the virtual function of the body of African human science is to develop this science of collective belonging through the reinforcement of culture. This can be done by developing the linguistic factors, 
by reestablishing the social consciousness of African and African people so has to arrive at a common feeling of belonging to the same culture and historical past. Once this is attained, it will become difficult to divide and rule and to oppose African communities one against another because we will have that commonality. We will have that shared feeling. We will have the functional unity that we so desperately need. African children can be educated only after Africans develop a philosophical and a philosophy of education, which must be contained in that African social theory. There is no alternative to this dictum, and without it, even African independent schools will fail to reach their full potential. It should be clear. African independent schools can exist by themselves, but will be limited in what they can actually accomplish as long as there is an absence of any African institutions, i.e. economic, military, religious, etc. Furthermore, Neither can exist in a vacuum. Their values and purpose must be consistent with the ideas that are contained in that social theory. One of the most valid methods of elevating and evaluating the conditions or status of a people is to examine the process of their child-rearing practices. The African child today, whether it's in the United States, Africa, South America, etc., stands at a tragic example of a powerless, directionless people. Now, once again, family, I'm saying to you, this was written maybe 50 years ago. What I'm reading to you was written 50 years ago. Please, family, as, I'm li- as you are listening, think about today. Think about today. And, and, and if you are honest, there has been no progress towards African liberation, self-determination, independence, sovereignty. Minimal at best. You know, this program and many like it and schools like Baba Baruti's more specifically as opposed to just a, a, a school calling itself African centered. Now the beauty of here in the Atlanta area we have some strong uh, African centered schools. I know um, the um, the program that they had annually on the science fair program African Center schools, which I love to go to, the beauty of those young men and women and their and uh, and their programs, and I'm talking about young kids. I ain't talking about uh, you know, even not even middle school, young kids. Beautiful programs. They 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 put the information on on cardboard box and on cardboards and lay out the information. Have handouts and make presentations. It's beautiful. Love it. Throughout the animal kingdom, 
there is a generally in, in violated law which dictates that the young are to be protected at all costs. The young are to be, to prote- are to be protected at all costs because that is the future. That is the future. And if things are not going well in the present, and if you're not protecting the children, then we won't have a future. There won't be a future. But if you see things aren't going as well in this present, then it's, it's paramount. I mean, it's serious that we have to gain control of our youth, of our young, and to guide them and motivate and inspire them in the direction of independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty. In the African community, not only are children not protected, but in too many cases are offered up as sacrificial lambs to a devouring enemy. Therefore, one continues to witness the sorry spectacle of African parents delivering their children to an overt and covert hostile Caucasian enemy with the pathological demand that they educate them. There's very little that explains this type of mass human behavior except menticide, a concept which entails the deliberate and systematic destruction of a group's mind with the ultimate purpose being extermination of that group. In the United States, Africans operate under another dangerous mental cycle assumption. Many believe that there is value in an integrated educational environment, thereby accepting the fatal implication that education is objective and neutral. Hmm. No, it's not. Africans persist in this behavior despite the fact that there is no significant evidence which shows positive educational achievement in such settings as opposed to segregated educational experiences. In Chicago, that's what Dr. Bobby Wright did his work in Chicago where they have the Dr. Bobby Wright Mental Health Institute. The African leadership is demanding that a school system comprised of a ratio 80% children of color vis-a-vis 20% Caucasian children be integrated at all costs. Furthermore, they proclaim a victory when the African administration of the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare refused federal funds to the Chicago Board of Education and refer the case to the Department of Justice. African leaders and parents are so obsessed with the concept of a, the closer we get to Caucasians, the closer we get to white, the whiter we get syndrome that they are willing to pay any price, including the destruction of our children's minds. They totally ignore the fact that since 1954, we have completely lost all control, regardless of how minimal, over our children's education. In the South, under the guise of integration, thousands of African teachers and administrators of formerly all African schools were replaced with Caucasians and are now unemployed. In Chicago, the African leadership accepted a plan whereby the teaching and administrative force would remain at 65% Caucasian and 35% others. In other words, throughout this nation, when Africans speak of integrating schools, they do not show any concern over the who teaches their children. 
In fact, Africans take the general position of we don't care what color the teachers are as long as they qualified. Yet, if yet if African parents were asked, what are the qualifications for teaching? They could not tell you. However, the behavioral attitude of most African educators is even more tragic. Even those educators observed and experienced their own personal economic destruction and the destruction of the minds of our children. They still exhort the virtues of integrated education. Dr. Chancellor Williams, 1974, in his outstanding book, incomparable book, The Destruction of Black Civilization, thoroughly thoroughly analyzes the African educator. These Negroes who are so frantically fighting to escape from the African culture by way of integration and amalgamation will continue to meet everlasting and universal opposition from the Caucasians. The Negroes drive to be with Caucasians in every situation is equal by the determination to prevent it. Yet Caucasians must truly feel a sense of pride seeing these Negro leaderships so clearly validating their own beliefs in Caucasian supremacy. Their intended quality education objective actually collapses under the wheels of of busing for racial balance. They are proclaiming to all the world that regardless of general desegregation in any all African schools or predominantly African populations, the Africans themselves are utterly incapable of achieving or maintaining high standards of excellence in education or indeed anything else. Here we have within the culture the intolerable situation of an anti-African group proclaiming that the, that the culture inherent inferiority more effectively than the Caucasians ever could, precisely because this group is regarded as African. No, they're regarded as black. They're regarded as black. Clearly, I'm not suggesting that Caucasians are omnipotent. On the contrary, history tells us that they will be had. However, it will not be done by Africans engaging in mythological denial or escapism, but only by our actively and consciously participating in the destruction of racism, which means the destruction of their civilization. We must accept this indisputable fact that racism and Western civilizations are synonymous events and as the song goes, you can't have one without the other. We must be about the business of liberating the minds of our children. In in order for that to occur, the minds of all Africans who interact with them must also be liberated. So if you are in an African-centered school teaching, first of all, you must have gone through a process of Africanizing yourself or re-Africanizing yourself or decaucasianizing yourself, okay? But it is extremely difficult to reinforce the education. Therefore, even, oh, excuse me, we must be about the business of liberating the minds of our children in order for that to occur, the minds of all Africans who interact with them must be liberated. There is no other way. It is relatively easy to educate African children even about their Afrocentricity. But 
it is extremely difficult to reinforce the education. Therefore, even sitting in the same classroom with Caucasian children will be educated. And, a- and African children will be trained. If you're in the educational process at some of these schools, Caucasians, of course, it's their school. They're going to be educated. We will be indoctrinated. We will be trained. The Caucasian child will be taught how to rule and the African child will be trained to be ruled. Training is defined as teaching a group what to think rather than how to think, making them dependent rather than assisting in developing skills which could be used for independent activity, rewarding behavior that operates against their group's interests, promoting individual rather than group achievement, and instilling negative self-concepts and low self-esteem. The the opposite of the above mentocidal process, this training, is education in which the learning process becomes a liberating force. Education in which the learning process becomes a liberating force. African independent schools. This call may be recorded or transcribed. African independent schools are not only for how they teach, but for what is taught. Their purpose of instilling within African children an African worldview is the most important activity these children will ever experience. African parents whose children are not in independent schools should be at a minimum exposed to them to a well-structured supplemental African educational program, some after-school programs, some weekend programs, some weekend programs. Some of the most dangerous Africans in the world are many of those brothers and sisters who finish graduate school with honors and yet operate against the interests of our people because of their Eurocentric orientation. The writer does not mean to imply, Bobby Wright does not mean to imply that Africans should not attempt to achieve high levels of training in Caucasian institutions, but should be aware that this is not education and they are, that they are receiving. Furthermore, there is no attempt here to glamorize the street mentality that is so prevalent in our community today and which is creating widespread destruction. One of the most prevailing mentocidal myths in our community is that the street sense, the street sense, right? And I know some of the people who live in some of these cities, you know what I'm talking about. The street sense is positive. What is really being uh, inferred is that Caucasians do not control the streets in our community, nor the behavior of us on those streets. And that is not true. Caucasians have more control, or at least as much control over brothers and sisters in the streets than over those in the universities. Street sense generally prepares Africans to deal with one another in very destructive ways. And when the Caucasians wipe out the winner, hmm, there you go. The population of prisons, drug programs, funeral homes verify this reality. Yet African children, increasingly large numbers, have to having to choose between two white institutions. 
the public schools and the public streets. Both will lead to destruction. The solution to our problem is the development of an African social theory, which will lead to the salvation of our children's minds. We must accept the fact that all activities are political and whether they operate for or or against our interests will be determined by our developing the ability to realistically assess and control the dynamic relationship between us and our enemies. A black social theory will lead us out of the whiteness of Eurocentric madness and into the Africanness of African salvation. Brothers and sisters, Dr. Bobby Wright. We're going to take a break. We come back from the break. Uh, phone lines will be open. And let's engage in conversation about what you heard. Let's gauge in the ability to do something for ourselves. And how necessary and important that is. So, brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network. There we go. And there we go. And there we go. All right. <laughs> Sometimes. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at Time for an Awakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. War. Slipping into darkness. Yeah. Yep. We need to get into the light family the light of knowing who we are and what our what our purpose is to get ourselves out of this madness we have children that we should be responsible for all the old folks who ain't ain't hip just let them fall by the wayside 
I'm serious. Wherever they are on the planet, send them all to the wayside. In fact, my contention would be the, the continent is for us. If your ass want to act a damn fool, you go to Europe. You go to America. You go to wherever. White folks is running stuff if that's what you want to do. But if you are going to be down with us to build and share, then come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Because it ain't about an individual. Individual, what an individual does is weak and pale in comparison to what we could do collectively, family. And that's what we need to do. So. Okay. Give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. You know, I couldn't be more clear than what Bobby, Bobby Wright has stated. Powerful little booklet, you know. There's about four essays in it. The largest essay is the psychopathic racial personality. It's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. You know, family, we. Uh, We have a lot of work ahead of us. And what it takes is for us to listen. And whether you, if you go online to do that, because, I mean, that's the beauty of, of today and probably because of the uh, pandemic is these, you know, Zoom meetings. You can go online. Cause, I mean, we had a very good um ASCAC meeting a few years ago when the pandemic first started. Very good, you know, at, uh, from around the country. In fact, uh, one of the first times we had a real good African Liberation Day, um, Brother Damani set that up. It turned out beautifully. Yeah. Uh, Mama Baina, Baina Bella, she was she was in Brazil, and she presented. You know, I was kind of like hosting, so to speak. <laughs> you know, and seeing whatever. You know, but it turned out beautifully. It turned out beautifully. We got some callers here. Let me take a caller. Two o two, two o two. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, O.T. Greetings to you, brother. You too, brother Rick. How you feeling, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Good. You know, right any on. morning I wake up is a good day, man, That's as far right. as I'm concerned. That's right. Keep waking up, man, for sure. That's it. <laughs> hey, man, you know, you, you, no, nah, really, I, I just, you know, I, I say it every time I call because you, you can't say it enough how much I appreciate brothers who have really taken a look at this situation that we in and realized, man, if we don't do something for ourselves, we are lost. Yeah, we're doomed. There's we're no lost. I mean, people it. can, they can debate and argue about what Elijah Muhammad talked about. But you cannot deny any of the things that he warned us about. And we we experiencing it now. Yes, we are. We really are. These, now, these white folks, yeah. you know, I mean, people get offended sometimes when you refer to them as devils. But, you know, in, in mm -hmm. a spiritual sense, that is exactly what, they're, what they and their culture are. Right. 
if it if it's a hell brother, who wrote that song? Curtis Mayfield. If it's yeah, a hell, hell below, below, yeah, we all gonna go. <laughs> yeah, hey man, it's yeah. crazy, man. We yeah, but, up at, you know when I say we, I mean collectively mm-hmm. we. Our women are, are lost, and this generation is coming up now. I mean, oh. you know, man. Yeah, personally, but I came from my father, you know, and I can't deny that. And this generation, brother, and I know you see it, and a lot of times we don't talk about what we actually experience. But this generation, they grew up without fathers directing them and, and, and disciplining them. And yeah. I mean, when you go on Facebook, I don't even go on Facebook no more, man. It's, it's like, it's, it's like scary, that man. must be the entrance way to hell. It's amazing, man. Yeah. I mean, just simple things, Ocean. I know you see it because I can hear it yeah. in what you say and what you don't say. Yeah. You know, a lot of people call in, man, and they say what's on their mind. But, you know, I, I don't have a problem with people disagreeing with me. I just, you know, when when I have an opportunity to speak, I do it. Right on. And I'm serious, man. If we don't, and these folks getting ready to go to war. I mean, they already are at war. That's yeah. the sad part. Yeah. They, people are acting like things, the situation is, is usual. We are at war. When I say we, I mean the American government is at war. Mm-hmm. And you know who they're going to try to get to fight their battle for them. Yeah. You know exactly who they're yeah. going to get. They're going to send us. And they I, always have. They've been sending us for the last 50 years. You know something? Yeah. You know, you, you had mentioned in, in your in your preface talking about how in, in the, the article that you read, you know, I was born in like in the 50s. And so I got to realize and see things. And I grew up in the 70s and I saw what we could accomplish. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Man. Just, just the unity that we I remember walking in D.C., man, walking on the street, didn't know where I was. And I walked past this brother. He's coming in the other way. And he gave me the black power salute, and I gave it to him. I didn't even have to know that, but he smiled at me, man. Uh-oh. We have completely lost that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. That, we lost that uh, feeling. It, we lost that camaraderie. We lost that sense of, of brotherhood and sisterhood. You know, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's still there. It's it still there. But, 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 but because of the fact that we bought into this madness, you know, yeah. in, you know America perpetuates individualism, materialism, yeah greed and violence yes. you know yes. and 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 we believe that is that is part and parcel of what we need to partake in and 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 try our best to get knee deep in it as possible <laughs> you know so we can get ours as many of us and like we don't to have believe. our own communication system you right. know we can i can't talk to you in in security like right. you and i have a discussion right now there's mm-hmm. folks sitting over at the pentagon and the nsa and police departments listening right to what and they got computers doing it now so they know your voice they know my voice they know my number they know your number and so they got computers that sit and listen i'm telling you what i know uh-huh. they don't even with, with, with voice recognition nowadays yes they can monitor you without even having a person do it there's a pro there's programs that can monitor and pick up on your voice and they know exactly what mm-hmm. you're doing so we we're in a bad we're in a bad situation I'm, I'm, you know, and I say this often, and I'll probably continue. Well, I, I will continue to say it until either we do it or I'm no longer available. But if we could just show each other how determined we are to change the course of what is ahead of us, if we could get our people, man, 
to literally not work for two days a week, everybody, all black folks that are concerned, I'll put it that way because a lot of them are not concerned, to, to show each other that there are other people that think like us and that are willing to sacrifice a little mm-hmm. just to get the notoriety and, and the relationship and, and the camaraderie. Like I said, that, that situation that I spoke about, man, when I walked down the street on 8th Street in D.C., yeah. didn't know that brother, gave him the Black Power salute, and he gave it to me. That's what we have lost. Yeah. We've lost that, man. Yeah, and people come up with all this and intellectual shit. Yeah, you know, and and and, and I, I'm a, like you. I'm a, I'm a, I was an avid reader, man, and I still am, you know. And I, I hope I learned something about perspective from what I read from the authors that I read. Many of them that you mentioned, you know, all sure. the time. So I sure. know where we're coming from. But we gotta, if we don't do something that is independent of them to show us that we can be independent of them. And like I said, man, if we just Monday and Tuesday of such and such a month. We just ain't gonna work. Let you know the hell with it. We just consider it a, 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 a charity, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. I'm really serious, man. To show each other that there are other people, many other people that think like us, but we don't know each other. Right. And I'm so grateful to listen to your broadcasting. You know, um, um, I, it, it's impossible to agree with a hundred percent of what anybody says. For sure. But if I can get, hey, the way I look at it, if I can get seventy percent of what mm-hmm. somebody says, I think we, like yeah. in school, they used to give us at least a C plus for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. At least you know you're you consider yourself on the right track. There on you that go. Track to there liberation you go. on the right well, track. I just want you to know, brother. Yeah. I really appreciate your efforts. You know, I appreciate your perspective, and I don't, you know, what I what, and, and I think I've. I think I'm justified in saying I don't hear no fear in what you say. And that inspires me to say what I believe and what I know. You know, I try not to talk about what I believe, but I talk about what I know. Right on. And I right know on. that if we could get our folks, and I'm going to end with this, if we could get out a movement or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Monday and Tuesday of, of December or January 1st, whatever the hell, and just don't stay in the house, lock the door, turn the TV on, or whatever you got to do, just to show each other that, yeah, I'm right. here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Right. And these folks panic, man. Social solidarity, I hear you. About the plantation, if we don't run that plantation, the plantation don't exist. Mm-hmm. We run it. So I, I just want you to know that, brother. All right, Dr. brother. I appreciate you, brother Rick. Thanks a lot, yes, sir. Have I a good day, you, man. Brother. Peace. Peace. Sister Hybea. Sister, where did you go, Sister Hybea? You diss me just like that. Brother Irv. Brother Irv, 443. 443, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to hold on. Even if you don't get to me, I'm going to hold on because I'm listening. <laughs> because I, I'm telling you, bro, brother, um, Brother Rick is right on 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 point, and I'm giving Brother Rick a Black Power sign, like he said. Right on, uh, me too. I'm, I'm, my fist is in the air too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man, because we 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 were that we were those people. We gave those. Um, we were projecting that image back then, and mm-hmm. for Black people to say that this is my hood and don't come in the hood if you ain't about the hood and our neighborhoods belong to us. You're sitting here fighting for an area where you don't even own a home. Right. You're fighting for an area where you don't right. even own any property. You're fighting for an area where guns and drugs come in, but you don't grow no drugs. 
and you don't manufacture any guns. Right. So, but you get, but you for some reason have a false impression in your mind that these guns and this money gives you power, but it doesn't. Because the power, it ain't the people who cast the checks, it's the people who write the checks. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what people, don't, and I've always called uh, white people, and I'm going to say white people, mm-hmm. psychopaths. Yeah. I've always called them psychopaths. You can see the psychopath and the gangster Netanyahu right now yeah. that is starving people. Yeah. You know, you killed 12, you took 200 people, so we're going to kill uh, 200,000 of you. Right. And that's equal justice under the law, under democracy that, that the United States has perpetuated. This ain't democracy. Niger is cutting off the, the natural gas to France. That's what they're doing. And now mm. you have Africans going to fight other Africans for these French people. Right. That's you've got Aswas going to fight their brothers. Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that. You can't get the white folks that upset. Why can't you? What are they going to do? Are they going to kill all of you? Because they can't. They've tried that already. That's called King Leopold, who killed Mm -hmm. 10 million of my brothers, Mm -hmm. taking the rubber and whatever else he could take out of this. He came over there and said, this is his land. This belongs to him personally. But we don't have that, that. We don't talk about that in our classrooms because we're too concerned with letting the little boy get his transitional surgery because... It's a billion dollar, over two, three billion dollar industry to, to perform surgery on these children because they think they are, they are something that they're not. And this is, these things have to be, this is diversion. It has to be addressed. Real quick, Baba Oshi, when you sit in a stadium or a game, basketball game, football game, and you are sitting there and your team is playing, and you, you think about the feeling you get when you sit there and everybody, is for the Knicks or everybody's for the Ravens or everybody's for whatever team you're for. We're all sitting there and you're all together and we're all cheering for our team. That feeling is what I got the other day when I went to a meeting uh, that Irritated Genie had. Mm-hmm. I got the feeling that everybody in that room got it. We all, we all got it. We all were about liberation, self-determination, sovereignty, desexualizing our children, we were all of us were on the same. I didn't say we came from the same place. I didn't say what our religion was. I didn't say how much money we had. But what we did agree on was Africa first. Right on. Africa. And, and see, when you are around a bunch of people of like mind, you feel empowered. Exactly. exactly. You do, brother. But I mm-hmm. walked out of there, man. I think you couldn't tell me nothing. I went to the gym and worked out. I said, you can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. My people are strong. My people are. My people have already won. You have already lost. And the reason I know that is because you're posturing different. You're moving different now. Mm-hmm. You should just come in on Friday, and we go. What we gonna do, Bob? We're gonna hang up, hang some in words. There you go. Come on. <laughs> you don't do that. No, you don't do that no more. Yeah. You don't do. You you hanging us? Oh, we're on a plantation, but it's a different type of plantation. You got to come a little different. You just can't move up in a site like you used to. I'm gonna walk into the supermarket and shoot me some in words. Okay, mm-hmm. the price to pay for that. See, white people, when the white folks, and I'm gonna stop after this. When they went to nine, I mean, the January the sixth, they knew that they were going to. Mm-hmm. They could, there's a chance they could yes. go to jail. Yeah, they knew they could go to jail. They were, they were afraid of going to jail. Oh, you, you, they, oh, they got locked up. Good, good for them. They, they already, that was the price they were willing to pay 
right. for the for the for the foolishness and the confusion that they live in. Right. And, we, and, and the statement American, and the statement that they wanted to make about that they made the Mm-hmm. But see, we as we first did the Tea Party, then they escalated into into January 6th. Mm-hmm. We as American Africans have to be willing to make the sacrifice. We have to be willing to sacrifice something for our children because they're our legacy. And these people are queer. They're here, and they're coming for your children. Yep. Don't get it twisted. And the United yeah. States government is helping them. Yep. The transitioning a child at eight years old. Are you is this stupid? That's sick shit. That's some it's sick. It is, it is psycho. It's behavior yeah. and then you're going to put a guy in a race with a bunch of girls because he was in the guy with the guys he couldn't win so now he say he a girl and he wins him and they put him on a magazine like he did something fantastic or some guys in a, a woman's booty pageant and he wins mm. and he sent and these people and these people who are educated are trying to make me and my children believe that this is normal this mm. is how i'm supposed to think you have lost your mind i am not You've lost your mind. These people mm-hmm. are psychopaths. They, they, they give us the illusion of inclusion and, until we say something that, that, that's not like. Because the, the, uh, the final call this month put all these people in the final call who have been deemed and labeled as anti-Semitic. And you, when you look at this list of people that they deem to be anti-Semitic, you, these are regular folks, mm-hmm. folks that you... You know, I'm, I'm talking of Martin Luther King. Sure. I mean, I'm not talking about the the ones that you may think. I mean, you're talking Nelson Mandela, right. Martin Luther King, yeah. Kyrie Irving, Kanye West, Muhammad Ali, W.B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, Desmond yeah. Tutu, Martin Garvey. These people, really, they're anti-Semitic because they disagree with you? If I disagree yeah. with you, I, I'm, I can't, dis, I can't and, say anything? In fact, what, you know... This anti-Semitic is bullshit because the people who are saying that others are anti-Semitic are not Semitic people. They are really? not. Hell, the ones, that, the people who they dogging out are Semitic. They're Semites. So the people who are saying you're anti-Semitic, they're anti-Semitic for dogging out the people who are Semitic. How smart do you have to be to flip the script that far? Man. My God. My dad. You flip it all the way over. Yeah. And now, and Baba Oshi, words are powerful. Because the one thing that they want to do is to shut you up. Well, if I'm lying, why would you want, you don't mind, if you're lying, if you keep telling the lie long enough. That's right. It becomes the truth. And they yeah. know that. And they, yep, and that's what they, they That's do. why they want you to stop. That's you can't push back. You know, we, we have, and I'm telling you, Baba Oshi, I'm looking at Al Jazeera. And what they're doing to these Palestinians mm-hmm. is something that is beyond me. Yeah. Ethnic cleansing yeah. is not a pretty thing to look at. No, it's not. Man. And, 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 and they, uh, we're trying and, to find the 200. It. You're never going to find those hostages if they, no. and, I, and, and they know that. No. But, but what they do is they get a license to kill because let's be clear. Exactly. The United States is sending food and, and help over to these people, but they, they send food. Oh, but it doesn't get through because they're waiting to put get it to them. But then on the other hand, they send guns and military things to Israel. The United States is a fraud. You mm. can't send guns and food. Mm. You know, what are you saying? You're helping these people to do what they do, but yet you're sending these people some aid. Yeah. That's a, that's a war by proxy. And you're fighting the Ukraine war, and they're coming over the border. The United States has a lot of, lot of things they're fighting, and then we still ain't. We still, as as American Africans, 
we still ain't got justice for us. What about reparations? Is that on the back burner now? Oh, way back. You know, <laughs> in fact, it never was on a front burner because <laughs> they've been they've always provided lip service to it. Even when it got close, the only reparations that has been done is because the brothers and sisters in Evanston, Illinois, their property was val devalued, and and it was a clear case of what happened. So they had to uh, give them restitution. They had to be paid yeah. them for the amount of monies that they lost because of what they did to them. But reparations because of our captivity, because our dehumanizing treatment, because of the lynchings, because all the things they did. No, that's not happening. No. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch happening. you I'm gonna catch a few more, brother. You stick with Do me. Do that, brother, my brother. Dude, I'm listening. You all know right, brother. Peace. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Sister Hybea, how you doing, dear? How you been? I'm I'm blessed. All right. How you been doing? You're doing the program. It's very strong, Thank very powerful. Thank you. And I was agreeing so much with Brother Herb. I mean, uh, I, was, I, was, I was agreeing with what he was saying. And um, especially about Urugu mm -hmm. and how insane they, they are being because um, just, just the way they are perpetrating this, this genocide over there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and... Um, they're, they're perpetual. I mean, they bombed a refugee camp uh, yeah. last night or yesterday. Yeah. And they, it's going to happen. Sister Abia, Netanyahu, who's a damn psychopath, but they all are. Psychopath. Psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Um, what they're going to do is eliminate, eradicate, not Hamas, damn Hamas, the Palestinian people. Ain't a, I don't give a damn what you call any group, a radical group, whatever. It's the people. They're going to, because they're killing men, women, and children and babies as we speak. And so they're going to eliminate them all so they can have the whole of what they call Israel. The whole of it. And if you look at a map in, in 1947, you see the whole of it was Palestine. Then in 48, you see some spots in that map of what they call Israel. And today, Today, you're going to see the whole thing is Israel. And they did all of this without any consultation, about any input from the Palestinian people. They give less than a rat's ass about them from beginning, from inception. And so now they finally have the ability to get rid of them. You think, Sister Habia, do you think that Israel, which is Top in surveillance, top in this, that, and the other, in weaponry, in training. the The reason why the the reason why these sons of bitches act the way they act here, because they train them in Israel. These cops, these police departments, they get the training, and, and, and Israelis come here to train. The same mentality. And so, do you think that that what they are doing and how they are doing it is it it, it just Happenstance? No, it's been choreographed. Like it's a setup, like that whole, are you exactly. saying like that whole invasion that they, yes. they set up and then use that as an excuse? Because yes. yeah, because they could be having more surveillance and all the, you know, mm -hmm. be able to surveil and protect. And so all of a sudden they, they, they just let all their guards down 
and just tap them down. Right. No. That, that's a good point. I, that, that, I had heard that before. I'm, that sound is very plausible and probably really what's happening. Yeah. Set it up and then Because that justifies. Now you can justify killing their ass because why of what they did. They killed 1,400 of us. They killed 1,400. We're going to kill 8,000 of them. We're going to kill yeah, more. We're going to take them all out. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, it, yeah. It's still it's very unjustifiable, but I, I I see what you're saying. They're trying to present that as, and, mm-hmm. and you know, like you say, Yahoo's just like a nasty, you know, just all kind of war criminal. And then Biden is in bed with him, and mm-hmm. it's like, um, you know, he 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 is in bed, and and like what the other well, calls were saying, he's sending all this so-called billions that should be going. We should be getting our reparations, but he's sending <laughs> all this money over there. So you that you are doing the you you are doing the war. Yeah. I mean you 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 perpetrating this whole war. You're financing you're bombs, it, but, you're but, money, but, but listen. and then you and then they're sending troops over there now. Okay. You know, and okay. so it's like it's a setup, like you were mm-hmm. saying, and mm-hmm. uh, you know this thing with Iran. We do have to be prepared for possible wars too. You know, because yeah. U.S. is complicit in in provoking it, but Iran has nukes, and uh, you know they know in. You know, they have, um, you know, I was listening on the radio, uh, 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 one program I was listening to, and they, you know, they could be trying to aim and do attacks over to the United States. And so, you know, we have to, as a people, we have to be, um, you know, be prepared, you know, how do we uh, protect ourselves and guard against us and, you know, uh, because we got to be vigilant. I agree. I hear you, sister. All right, my it's, dear. It's, 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 it's really... Horrendous, but um, okay, yeah, let me say, reparations down. I hear you. <laughs> and right. um, yeah, it's, 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 but you know, I did want to hear, I did have a question for you about um, what we're saying about Nigeria. Uh huh. Um, I think, uh, I think that was Herb was saying, right? Was it in Nigeria? They have the Africans right. that are fighting against each they're, other they're, for the French, and right? Because you had, you even had some Kenyans go over there and and and, and fight. Against the Nigeria, against the, in in Nigeria, because I mean, there are you some countries now. Not, you had you had some, and, and you had some Kenyans going over to uh, Haiti. Haiti, going yeah, over to Haiti. That. You know, this is this is crazy, and I'm saying everywhere. To me, you need to be put on front street if some Caucasians, Europeans, told your African ass. To go somewhere to fight some other Africans, you need to be put on front street and exposed for the fools that you are. Because mm-hmm. number one, in this day and age, I don't give a damn who it is. That should never happen. In fact, the only thing that should be happening is that we come together and fight they ass to the best of our ability. Yes, I know that we are outgunned. We're not outmanned. We we have we have the population, our population is young and it's continuing to grow. Yes, but right. we may be outgunned, but damn it, we'll fight to the end. So, my sister, I thank you. Stay on the line with me, sister. I'll be okay. BB Fodier. Brother Paul, how you doing? What's happening? Well, how are you doing, Baba Ochi? I'm doing well, man. I'm just like all the others, like Brother Rick and yourself. It, as long as we get, keep getting up in the morning, it is another opportunity to change some minds, some other opportunity to 
speak our special truths, another opportunity to work with brothers and sisters to come together in this madness to change it for us. So another opportunity. I don't I don't take that it for is, granted. That that is so um beautiful and uh I absolutely uh join hands with you and and, and just give thanks for life because yep. uh every 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 moment of uh this existence is important and we just gotta try and do a little bit better. You know, Baba Ochi, I thought uh I must say and I must apologize, I thought sister um um the uh, uh Anaconda, is it? Sister and Sister Habi? Yeah, Sister Habia. Is that uh-huh. that? Right. Habia. Yes. I thought they were the same person. I know they quite often uh-huh. ring me. And yeah. it's not until today I realized that there's two different people I saw on the phone. So I, I apologize, but it's good to hear. It's always good to hear from them. They're uh, yeah. female. The, the, the two sisters that call most often is, is uh, Mama Nabantu and Sister Habia. Yeah. I'm going to bond to insist Absolutely. And they, yeah. they give a very valued uh, uh, female input. It's brilliant. You know what exactly. I mean? I pray that they continue to do that because you're right. We need sisters. And we had some other yeah, sisters we, used to call, but they just don't call. Absolutely. Anymore. We do. We do. We, mm-hmm. we do. Absolutely. But, you know, um, when, when I was listening to the uh, contributions, uh, I, you know, I just went into thought and this, this and it's all, and I have to give my thought. What I was thinking, the first thought I was thinking is, you know, we as a people, we have to become more, we have to produce more and, and not be so reliant on the, these Europeans. We have to uh, take back control of, um, the, you know, what, 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 we're, what we're producing and what we're consuming. We have to take back control a little bit. Because it don't matter what your ideas are, if you're dependent on somebody else, it's a big problem, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they're calling so, all yeah. the shots. You're That's dependent right. on people for your food, your clothing, your housing, and all the rest of it. it you know, it's very difficult to... It doesn't matter how much you achieve, you're still dependent on them. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's something where we have to develop that kind of mindset that we, we, we nullify this dependency. We, we, we don't accept it anymore. And then it made me think about uh, what, what you were playing and the education, what we're calling education. And, you know, I'm going to keep reiterating that this education is really indoctrination. That's right. what it is. What it is. If, if it wasn't indoctrination, we would have uh, the, the type of leadership or the type of people we need to, um, as you rightfully say, uh, set ourselves free. You know what I mean? But the reality of it is we haven't got those people because most of the majority of us, including me, we're indoctrinated. And we, we, we have to dedicate ourselves to freeing our mind through the indoctrination to even be able to speak like this. Mm-hmm. Because we know that even some of the most educated among us do not speak like this. They are the master's puppets. You understand? Yes. So that to me confirms in my mind that it's pure indoctrination. And then we're going to have to look at Application and the difference between application and indoctrination and, and education, I should say, which is really indoctrination, is that you make Africa the center of your being. Mm-hmm. And what that means is this it doesn't just mean a landmass, as some would like you to suggest it means. It means that you are the first, right? You, you came here on the planet first. Um, the land where you occupy is really your throne. And that throne is used to caretake, take care of the whole planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, the reason why I have to push this, right, it, it, you know, because this concentration of a landmass 
excludes the sisters of that land mouth. And the sisters of that land mouth is the whole Mother Earth. Is the whole Earth, the whole mm. damn planet. You understand? Most of us cannot think like that because of the indoctrination. We have no concept of that. So when we, when I say this, it fr probably frightens a lot. They probably think, what the hell is this fool in England talking about? But the reality of it is, unless we put this in our mind, because what we have today, we've got uh, false ideologies, right? And false people caretaking for the earth. And look what they're doing, because they have no concept of what caretaking means. Right. They're exploiters. They're animal in Putting an animal, look at this, the basic, go to the base. We've been brought up with zoos. I mean, how illogical is it to put a lion, an, anim an, an animal roams the, the vicinity of maybe a thousand square miles, yeah, right? You put it in a box. That's insanity, okay? But we take our children to see that because through our indoctrination, because we've been told that is right. We observe it in this box, which is really an animal prison. And no one tells us that, no, that is completely wrong. If you want to observe the animal, go to where it lives. Go to Africa, go to yeah. India, go to where it actually lives. Yeah. You know, in India with tigers, yeah, they do, you, you're not even allowed to shoot the tigers in right. India. If they come into the village and attack the people, you're not even allowed to kill them. Right now, to me, that tells me something. They absolutely recognize the fact that they live in partnership with the animals. He's not there to dominate the animals like these indoctrination ideologies, false ideologies teach you, and then wipe them out, wipe them out like they don't exist. No. Everything on the planet has a life form, and you're there to protect it. Oh, we're not talking about that. That's why we're paying the price, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't want... I, I, yeah, the bottom line is, I see it every day, because we, we've lost our minds. We don't even know who we are. We address ourselves by our job titles, and that's what we think we are. And we're not that. You understand? And so the bottom line, what I'm trying to say is that this, we have to start africating ourselves. And, and, and I know you say that every week, so it's nothing new, right? But the reality of it is all that we're trying to do, if we cannot get our minds right, it will not come to fruition. It's mm -hmm. impossible. All it is is a merry-go-round. It looks like it's getting better, and then you're back to the same point again. And, and I don't know if we can't see that's what's happening. It's like we have a little flashbang and we all get excited and then we're back at square one. Because really and truly, we have not got our Africated mind. We, we don't know about Sankofa. Go back and fetch. Go back to the source. And you know, really in practice, that means sometimes you take some time out, meditate. Focus. Just take some time out by yourself. Go somewhere for 40 days and 40 nights and sit there. Starve yourself. Mm -hmm. Who's prepared to do that? To see who you are. You know, we're talking all these things. Look, if you're ill and sick, don't be telling me about a solution because it's only going to be an ill and sick solution. Okay? Why don't you clean yourself? You've got to clean your blood, clean, clean your mind. Right. You understand? We don't even talk about that. You understand? Take away your habits. Stop drinking alcohol. Stop smoking. I know this sounds crazy, but I know it's true. I'm not a Muslim or Christian, but I don't drink and I don't smoke. I right on, right on. And, and the real reason, the reason why I don't, let me tell you the reason, because I know it's his poisons. It's his what he gives to us to keep us in this position. That's what he does. And he's been doing that from day one. Even in our foods, he's doing it. Right. The food is giving us to poison our minds and poison our soul. That's what it is. 
everything he gives us is to set us to keep us in this position. Right. The clothes, the chemicals in it, to keep us in this position. Everything he does. That's why I say we're going to move away from this dependency because he's poisoning us. RNA, he's using, he's, he's studied DNA to put stuff in the food to give you heart disease, to give you diabetes. So, but the last thing I say, if we don't move our minds away from Eurocentric indoctrination, we're doomed. Nothing's gonna come to That's me. right. We're we're Nothing. we're going to be dead. We're going. We're, to be we're dead. in the same boat. We're just in the yeah. same boat. We have to move our minds. And I'm not talking to the people who contribute here. I'm talking to. Right. The, I'm putting this out in the ether. Right. I'm oh, putting no this doubt. out in right. the ether. Exactly. Same. Yeah. Same here. That's what I'm doing. That's, what That's I'm why doing. I do this, man. <laughs> You know, I know us, you know, for, for, for you brothers and sisters who call in consistently, my love and admiration and respect for you and, and for listening to this program, for listening to me ramble on and so forth. But I'm doing this for us as a people, for us as a collective. So I'm throwing this out there and I'm trying to put something on our minds. I used to tell that to the young people I worked with back in Milwaukee on the schools. I said, I'm trying to put something on your mind. What you're going to get here from me, you're not, you wouldn't get here in this school. You're not going to get this information. You know, I want you to be able to think. I want you to be able to step outside of the imposed boundaries that these sons of bitches have placed upon us and, 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 and think. And but even more importantly, begin to do need action, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. Bob yep. And I'm glad we concur on that, because that's the reality. We push it out in the ether. We put a thought out, and it spreads. It does spread. Because yes. on this journey I've been on, I've seen the growth. No matter what people say, yeah, we're getting a lot of kickback. And obviously, we're going to get kickback because we live among demons, and they're going to kick mm -hmm. back. But the reality of it is, trust me, it's it's going out in the ether, and we got to keep pushing the message. So, brother, keep up the good work right and on. keep the fire burning always. Always, brother Paul. Appreciate you, brother. All right, six four six six four six. Good afternoon. What's happening, O.C., in the great words of Eddie Murphy, Baguni Google, brother, Baguni Google. Listen, I just had the opportunity to tune in, so I don't have an idea okay. of what you're talking about. Um, but I just wanted to, um, you know, call in and say hello to the family and, um, you know, I was just wondering, are you witnessing the genocide of a people in front of our eyes oh, yeah. in the year? Right, 2030, 2030, 2023. I mean, yes, it is absolutely yeah. amazing, man. Yeah, because they, see, right, they would do that kind of shit when they know uh, uh, that there wouldn't be no newsreels, there wouldn't be no uh, uh, other media and so forth. But now, of course, media... you. What happens right at this very moment could be viewed across the world, around the other side of the globe, as it happens in real time. And yet, they're going to do it, Jay. They're going to it's exterminate a, it's, these it's, people. It's mind-boggling, bro. Yeah. I, I, and, I would never think that, you know, they would let the revolution be televised as Gil Scott would say, mm -hmm. the revolution not going to be televised. But they are absolutely televising yeah. the complete carnage of a people, man. And, you know, I think that there's going to be a pushback 
as this moves forward because these animals of Israel don't know how to back off and chill. At mm-hmm. some point in time, you got to back off and chill and let, you know, people breathe for a hot second or give the illusion that they're breathing. But these animals, if they continue to do this by, I say, Sunday, knowing that the food supply and the oil and the fuel supply will be gone, man, it'll be it'll be a wrap. It'll yeah. be a wrap because they're now saying that hospitals have to close down. Yeah. I mean, think about that. With the type of death and carnage going on, over 8,000 young people have been killed. Man, let me tell you, I did a post yesterday saying that any sand monkey, because you got to watch what you say or they'll bad you, that doesn't grow up wanting to kill a small hat, something wrong with them. Because mm-hmm. I can't see right. any... Any Palestinian from this day forward not wanting to kill a Jew and possibility want to kill an American too Mm -hmm. because you know it's America America. that is providing Mm -hmm. the the, The the weaponry to be able to kill them. So the Mm -hmm. reality is I've been watching and I've been looking at the news a little bit and they're talking about we got to be on alert for terrorism acts in America. Mm -hmm. And my question is this, why shouldn't we be? Everybody ain't stupid. Mm -hmm. Everybody know who's behind this and who's assisting in the genocide of a people because it ain't nothing else other than genocide, man. That's what it is. How do the people recover? My question is, if you stop bombing the day Mm -hmm. in Gaza, how do the people recover? How do they recover? They have no they have no wealth. They have no assets to trade. They don't have the ability to trade because of Israel. I mean, come on. Where are they gonna be able to rebuild? I mean, if you look at the housing that they destroy, where are the people gonna sleep? In tents? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely barbaric and sick. But you know the way the media is, it makes it seem like well, this has to be done. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, mm-hmm. man. It I, is, I, brother. It is. You know the ancestors. I just thank them for surviving what they survived. Because think about it, our ancestors lived under those type of conditions. If not worse, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's really sick, man. It's really really sick, and and the sad thing is when I hear black people support this shit. I mean, you got to be a real right. real twisted right. person to support. Right, to we support, support Israel's right as to exist. Color. We support and Israel's I know right to exist unconditionally. Don't care about us. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact right. because I've dealt with Palestinians. Right. They nasty, they rude, they 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 got a certain thing about them. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you still don't want to see no people being 
right, exterminated and treated exactly. like that. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but it's, and you know, don't get it twisted. Just because I support them not being genocide, that don't mean I don't know who they are. I don't know how they think. I don't know how they see us as a people. But the reality is, man, you don't do this to another human being. Yeah. Yeah, how do you is. how do you justify your mom blowing up a baby? Hey, I mean, how do you justify that? I don't I don't understand that. And then they're saying, well, in the Geneva Convention or whatever, it's that you could kill thirty innocent civilians to get to one bad guy. Can you imagine that shit? Thirty. Mm-hmm. So that means. If you got 30 grandkids, y'all all together, and you the one that they want, well, we could kill your whole lineage mm-hmm. and to take out you. And that's all right through the Geneva Convention. Uh, these Yorugos are some sick, yeah, sick, twisted no, people, are. man. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of nothing more evil and twisted than the Yorugos. I can't think of nothing, man. I'm trying to really think of something as twisted no, as this Yoruba, and I you, can't come up with No, you can't, else. because it's consistently just looking at the history, looking at the history from our perspective, from our vantage point, as it relates to us all the way back from ancient times to this present, all the way back from the rule of, of, of Greeks and Romans, and then after the so-called medieval times with the crusades and so forth and their and their so-called renaissance their so-called inquisition look at the evilness look at what they did and uh, everywhere they have gone everywhere they have gone they brought filth and disease and sickness you know murder yeah death I death mean, dominate death know, domination and de- dr anything. j de- dr dr j uh he saw you say death domination and destruction that's what they bring. They don't bring nothing life-giving to the world, no, man. they don't. Everything that they create, if you think about it, has been to destroy the world and to control the people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just amazed that our people really don't get yeah. what's happening. Because if they could get away with this, well, one of the things, the Palestinians, what makes you think they can yeah. make us next? Or well, see, one else? of the things, one of the things. As opposed to like, I, I should have played that piece by Ilhan Omar. I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that particular piece by Ilhan Omar because I, I, I think it needs for those who haven't had an opportunity to hear. I, I think it needs it needs to be heard. It, it definitely needs to be heard, Ilhan Omar, because. Um, oh, what did she say? Well, I'm gonna play it right now. It's not very long. All Let's, right. Okay. that 535 members of Congress could come together in one breath, fully condemn the horrors of what Israelis experienced. And that there is now only maybe few handful of them who could get to the point of saying, we condemn the slaughter 
of Palestinian children, of mothers, of fathers, of grandmothers, of grandfathers. Where is your humanity? How do you look at one atrocity and say this is wrong? But you watch as bodies pile up, as neighborhoods are leveled. Israel has dropped more bombs in the last 10 days than we dropped in a whole year in Afghanistan. Where is your humanity? Where is your outrage? Where is your care for people? How is it that we have a president who is talking about releasing hostages, who is talking about getting American citizens out of Israel, but could not get himself to say, I want to save and work to save the hundreds, thousands of Americans is stuck in Gaza. What is wrong with you? How is this possible? I want to say how insane and painful and scary it is to work and serve in a space where we have a, a member in our caucus say all Muslims are responsible for this and not a single condemnation comes from our caucus leadership or any member of Congress. How is it that we are serving in a body, serving in a body where there are members who condemn us for asking for peace, for ceasefire? But I am never going to stop saying Palestinians deserve freedom, that we need to free Palestine. And I am never going to stop saying that there is no way that we should allow in sending more bombardments to kill Palestinians. Thank you. There you have it. Ilham Omar, Minnesota, representative to Congress, saying... Hey, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a prediction. Because of this war and the way and the manner in which Biden is going about supporting Israel in this attack, like I said, Trump going to be president again because of this. No, because no way. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Let me say okay. this. No, 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 Jay. I, 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 I'm not a betting man, but I'm going to tell you, I would bet you. But hold on. Hold on, Jay. No, what the deal is going to be is that the Palestinian people, the United States, Israel, Western society, particularly Europe, is going to ask one of the Arab countries to take in the Palestinians. Their United States, Israel, and, and, and the other parts of the West are going to offer resources to that country to resettle the Palestinian people in that place. There will no longer be any Palestinians in Palestine. There will no longer be any Palestine unless it is created from another uh, Arab country in a small niche or whatever. But that's what's going to happen. That's what I believe is going to happen. You know? Well, I think I think that that could be a possibility, but he's going to pay a serious price for this. Well, listen. I really, I really listen. see it because 
it's uh, not only Palestinians, but it's Muslims that's going to turn their back on them. Of course, but listen, but listen, every president, every every congressman, it seems to be Jay. If if you if you notice that if you take a political office, even on a local level, you pledge allegiance to uh, to Israel. You pledge allegiance to Israel. The first thing that Ossoff and, and, and uh, um, Warnock did, the first thing, the motherfuckers just got in, uh, sworn in. We are going to support Israel. We pledge, we pledge our allegiance oh, yeah, to Israel. You know? Well, I know. See, so it wasn't like that was that, that he did something that was out of the ordinary. No, it's anticipated and it's done. Something out of the ordinary would have been, you know, I'm going to reserve my my uh, allegiance or my support of Israel to find out how this is going to affect the Palestinians who also deserve to have their homes protected, their areas protected. You know, Baba Oshi. Yo, real quick, Trump may not be president, but the president who is elected will be Trump-ish. <laughs> Trump-ish, just like that Jew-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to, because the Biden's, Biden's approach is not working. The, 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 the border's wide open. You're fighting two wars. You're fighting for a country that's not even in NATO. You're fighting for people who were immigrants here, and we're fighting for their homeland. Why are we fighting for my homeland, Africa? Why I'm from Senegal. Why are we fighting for Senegal to push the French out? This is a con game, and, and it's a club, and we're not in it. Okay? You're right. Unbelievable. I hear you. Unbelievable. Well, listen, fellas. It's weird, man. Yeah. Well, listen, family, you know my time is up. Got to go. I appreciate and love y'all. Very good day, family. Very good day. A lot of folks heard from, and hopefully a lot of people have listened. Uh, I appreciate y'all, all of y'all. Hope, uh, hope to see you on Friday. Brothers and sisters, we end this program. Like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E. Because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants. Think they can't do without and they sure the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shim Hotel means go in peace. Asante sana means thank you. BB48, BB48 means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful day, family. Peace.